Welcome to tonight's Kabbalah class. We are learning a very, very special Hasidic discourse. The name of the discourse is called the Atta Tetzava, because it's based on a verse in this week's Torah portion, Parshat Tetzava. And it's actually, the reason why it's so special is because the Rebbe said this discourse on the Torah portion, which was on the 10th day of the first Adar, that year with two Adars, in Tafshin Memalef. So that is 39 years ago. And also, the Rebbe actually edited it and certified the Chassidic Discourse complete, which was in Purim Cotton, the uh, Antafshinun Bays, which is also um, 28 years ago. Now, but really why it's so special is because this discourse, the Rebbe actually personally distributed to men, women, and children by himself. So obviously, it's very, very meaningful, and it's the last one he distributed. The Rebbe, throughout, throughout his life, have distributed many Hasidic discourses. So this is the last one. Um, so since it's the last one that he distributed, so therefore it's obviously very, very special because we received it from the Rebbe himself. He distributed it to, every, he distributed it to everybody. So obviously it's not just that the discourse is special, but the message inside obviously is very, very special and very, very powerful. Now, we're going to talk about some heavy ideas. So relax, try to... Keep, uh, stay focused. Um, I'll just give you a few points and we'll get into the discourse and the flow of the way the discourse goes. We're going to talk about different levels of the neshama. We know the neshama, there's different levels to the soul. We're not going to go into the five different levels of the soul. We're just going to talk about the neshama, but really the etzim of neshama, the essence of the soul, the way it's connected to Hashem. We're going to talk about faith, different levels of faith. And that's very, very important because that's one of the most powerful tools that we have to live in a life that we live in is faith. And also, which is another major important is that to be able to be connected to God when life is great. Because, you know, what's the expression? There's no atheist in a foxhole. So that is true. But the point is when life is great physically, spiritually, we have to remember Hashem. Because when we remember Hashem then, that's when we connect, obviously, to Hashem in the most deepest way. Those are the general major points in this discourse, but we're going to go through it the way the Rebbe goes through it, the flow of the Chassidic Discourse. So again, the, the, ver- the, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse, the Atta Tetzave Espenei Yisrael, which means Hashem tells Moshe Rehna, the Atta, and you, referring to Moshe Rehna, Tetzave, you should command the Jewish people, the Yikhoi Lecha, they should bring to you, what should they bring to you? The Torah says, Shemen Zayis, olive oil, Zoch, which is pure, Kusses, which is crushed, Lamar, to the to give off light, again, literally means to the source of light, Lahalois, Ner Tamid, to elevate it and to bring it up, Ner Tamid, a steady candle. That is the verse in its simple meaning. So the Rebbe asks a few questions over here, and the question, the first question the Rebbe asks is a very simple question. So usually throughout the Torah it says, Tzav, command the Jewish people. Here it says, Vi'ata Titzava, you should command. So the question is, two questions. One is, in the language, always it says, Tzav, why does it say we have Vi'ata Titzava? And B, in the intent. Usually Tzav means command them, commanding what Hashem commanded. Here, Vi'ata Titzava, as if Moshe Rabbeinu is giving commandments. God gives commandments, not Moshe Rabbeinu. So that is one, and again, two parts to the first question. The second question is, it says, lacha, they should bring the oil to who? To Moshe Rabbeinu. And the question is, what do you mean? Who is the high priest? Aaron. Who's the one that did all the service in the temple? Aaron. So why are they bringing the Shem and the oil to what? To Moshe Rabbeinu. The next question is that um, the verse says, Kassis, it's crushed. Lamor. Lamor means the source of light. 
Really, it should say, Kasa's crush lahayir, to give off light, not to the source of light. So why does it say the source of light? And then the last question, last but not least is, so why does it say, it says lahalais to, to, to light, to bring up near a candle tumid, which is steady, a steady light. And the fact is, we give a look in the next verse, it says specifically that it should burn me erev ad boiker. They would light the candle at night and it burn from the night to the morning. So if it lights, it burns from the night to the morning, why in this verse does it say near tumid, which seems to mean a steady light that it burned 24 hours a day? Those are in the first section the Rebbe asked these questions. Okay. So now the Rebbe's going to reference a Hasidic discourse on the same subject and the same verse, uh, actually the verse of the Kibbalah Yudim, which the, Rebbe, the previous Rebbe discusses these ideas. So this discourse of the Rebbe is based on the uh, uh, discourse of the previous Rebbe, but the Rebbe is going to take it to a whole new level and a whole new level of depth. So the Rebbe first brings down from the previous Rebbe, and he says like this, we have to understand, again, we know that there's pshat, simple meaning of every verse, and then there's remez drush, but there's soid, there's the mystical um, understanding of everything in the Torah. Every single verse, every single word, every single letter in the Torah, there's the mystical understanding. So the previous Rebbe says, and he says, when it says viata titzave, so tzave comes from the word, what is the shirish, the shirish of tzav, of tzav. Now tzav, the, Rebbe, the previous Rebbe says, comes from tzavsa, to connect, the chibur, and to create a connection. So, so titzave can mean command, which it does, simply, but tzava also means to connect. And we know the purpose of the mitzvot is to connect. So the previous Rebbe explains that the Atat Titzava, you Moshe Rabbeinu, what is Hashem telling you? Titzava, connect B'nai Yisrael, connect the Jewish people to who? To Hashem, to the infinite light of Hashem. Now, um, and what happens when Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Bnei Yisrael to Hashem? Then they'll bring you Shem and Zayek. That means they'll bring you a gift of oil. That means you'll, you, Moshe Rabbeinu, will, will reach a higher level. And there we explain so a simple mashal, a simple analogy is, take, for example, the head and the body and the feet. So what is the most powerful? powerful part, I mean, everything, every, everything's important. We're a coin machine, we're a complete human being. But what's the, so to speak, what's the guiding force in our life? Our feet or our head? Our head, our brain, right? Brain is very important. It, it tells us what's correct, what's not correct, what to do, what not to do. So the intellect is powerful. On the other hand, let's say the intellect that wants to go from point A to point B, how's it going there? The feet have to take it. So even though the intellect is higher, it needs the feet. So he says the same idea, that the Jewish people compared to Moshe are called Right, the, the, the feet of the, of the people, which means Moshe Rabbeinu, yes, is our, our, our guiding force. He's the one that connects us to Hashem. But nevertheless, after he connects us, we take Moshe Rabbeinu to a place that he couldn't go to by himself. Um, so in other words, what does that mean practically? That Moshe Rabbeinu connects us to Hashem. Once Moshe Rabbeinu connects us to Hashem, then we take Moshe Rabbeinu by bringing him the oil, we bring him a whole new level um, of a gift. Okay, so that's basically the opening statement which he brings from the previous Rebbe. So now the Rebbe's going to explain like this. So notice Moshe Rabbeinu, what do we just say? He basically connects us to Hashem. Who is Moshe Rabbeinu? So actually in Kabbalah, Moshe Rabbeinu is called, and I'll tell you the Kabbalistic name, two words, and I'll translate and we'll explain it. So Moshe Rabbeinu is actually called Raya Mehemna. What does Raya Mehemna mean? So there's actually two definitions to Raya Mehemna. One is Raya Mehemna. Raya means a shepherd, 
Roa, a shepherd, Mehemna, faithful. So Moshe Rabbeinu is the faithful shepherd. Moshe Rabbeinu, as we know, he took care of the Jewish people. He took care of us. He tended to our needs. He helped us. So Moshe Rabbeinu is the faithful shepherd. That's one definition. The second definition of Raya Mehemna is that Raya, he fed us, Mehemna, Hemna comes from Amuna. Moshe Rabbeinu feeds us Amuna. Two different interpretations. One is, again, he just took care of us. He's a faithful shepherd, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the second thing is he actually fed us Amuna. Now, the question is, what do you mean he fed us a muna? Every one of us, just like we have an intellect, and we have emotions, and we have a body, we also have a muna. A muna is ours. We, we have faith in Hashem. So the Rebbe explains, what does that mean? Because the fact is, our muna that we have is makif. Now, what does that mean, makif? Um, it was, and I'll, I'll explain what makif means. And Moishrena's job is that the muna shouldn't be just makif, it should be the premius. We should internalize it. And this is actually the very quotes from the Zohar. The Zohar says this, that we're our muna, our faith is makif, and Moish Rabbeinu helps us that the muna should be the premius. What does that mean? Very simple. We can all have faith in Hashem. We say we have faith. So if you have faith, so how come you're living the life you're living? How come, you're not in this, how come you're not inspired and you're not cleaving to God every minute? You say you have faith. And the answer is, sure we have faith, but it's makif. It's not internalized. We have faith. We have faith. Conceptually. But it comes down, down in reality, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. So Moshe Rabbeinu helps us. You know that faith that we have? And the proof is anyone, if someone says to you, hey, give up Judaism or I'm going to kill you. You say No. <laughs> I'm not giving it up. Why? Because our faith, we have faith. But the problem is, in order for it to translate every single day in our life, that we should speak respectfully, that we should behave what we should, that we should study Torah, that we should pray, that we should do all the right things, in order for that to work, you need the faith to come down between us in a real way. And that's really what Moshe Rabbeinu does. And Rabbi says that in every single generation, just like Moshe Rabbeinu did it for his generation, that he brought down the faith that it should be not makiv, it should be internalized. So the same thing also, in every generation, there's a leader that his job is, or mission, I wouldn't say job like a job, but it's a mission. His mission of life is that our amuna, our faith, shouldn't be just wow out there, but it should actually be what? In a real way. And Rabbi says, for example, with... This is, um, we're right now around Purim time. So, for example, we know Mordechai in the times of Achashverosh. So at that time, Mordechai was the Moshe of his generation. Because we know that at that time, in the times of Mordechai and Achashverosh, there was a decree against the Jewish people. You weren't allowed to study Torah. You weren't allowed to do mitzvot. Otherwise, you'd be punished. Now, so the fact is, if there's a decree against studying Torah and doing mitzvot, people aren't going to study Torah and do mitzvot. But there's a Mordechai who comes and says, guys, this is the time. Do we have faith? Okay, we're going to put it to work. And he actually gathered people in public and had public study sessions. So in other words, he was able to bring out our faith to come real. Where did it translate in simple English? I'll say it in Hebrew and then I'll translate the English part of it. That we went on Mesira Snefesh. We were willing to sacrifice our lives to study Torah and do the mitzvot and stand strong with Hashem by committing to study Torah and do the mitzvot, which means we did it with Mesiris Nefesh. So what does Mesiris Nefesh mean? Mesiris Nefesh means that the faith is not abstract. It means when people say, no, you can't study Torah and do mitzvot, really? 
take my life. I am studying Torah, doing mitzvot. That's called faith into action with, in, again, in Hebrew it's called Mesiris Nefesh, and Hebrew it's called you're willing to go on self-sacrifice. Now, so therefore, based on that, the Rebbe explains, that's why the verse says in this week's Torah portion that kasis lamor, which means like this. What does kasis mean? Crushed. What is it referring to us? When we're crushed, like in the times of Mordechai, and they said, no, you can't study Torah. You can't do mitzvot. That's terrible. But we say, no, we are going to study Torah and do mitzvot. We're going to do it with Mr. Snapper, self-sacrifice. Then you know what happens? Lamo'er. The essence of our neshama comes out and it shines and we connect to the essence of Hashem. So kasis lamo'er means that when we're crushed, we reach the mo'er Hashem himself. Now, so now there we ask a simple question. So in this discourse, the previous story explains that this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu feeds us the faith in an internal way, and then he explains that in the times of Galut, Kasis, through the Kasis, we reach the Mars. There we ask a simple question, what's the connection between the fact that the Amun of the faith comes internally and the idea that when we're crushed, we reach the Mar, the, the source of light itself? So the Rebbe explains, and he says, if you give a look in this discourse of the previous Rebbe, so before he explains the idea, like we just explained, the act that Sabbath, the Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Jewish people to Hashem, and then we bring more light in Moshe Rabbeinu, he explains a verse from the Megillah, which we're coming up to this week, we're going to be celebrating uh, a Purim. So it says in the Megillah like this, V'kibel ha-Yehudim eis asherichelolasis which means that the Jewish people accepted, accepted what they started the process before. In other words, when did, they, when did we receive the Torah? About Sinai. So when did Heichelu, when did we start observing the Torah and doing the mitzvot? On Mount, Mount Sinai, when we received the Torah from Hashem. When was it the Kibel? When we accepted it? When it became real? When it became part of our life in a real way? That happened on Purim. That's what the previous Rabbi explains. So the question the Rabbi asked, a very simple question, whoa, let's think about this. Which, what are we saying? In the times of Matan Torah, it was the beginning. Purim, now is when it really happened. That's when we really got connected to it. The Rabbi asked a simple question, one second. When we left Egypt, and we went through the desert, and we finally came to Mount Sinai, the Jewish people were on a very, very high spiritual level. We were a very high spiritual level at Mount Torah. So A, the Jewish people were on a very high spiritual level. B, there was a great revelation. So two powerful things happened at Mount, Tor Mount Sinai. One is we were in a high level, and B, Hashem revealed himself to us. Now, in the times of Achashverosh, we were at a very low level. We were sinning against Hashem. And not only that, Hashem was concealed. So then the question is, how could you just how could the previous Rabbi say that Matan Torah was the beginning? When the light was so great, it's the beginning. Now when it's so dark, that's when that's when the real acceptance of the Torah was? Well, what does that mean? So Rabbi explains one simple world, word. That by Matan Torah, yes, we were on a very high level, and the light was on very, very strong. All true. But that's all it was. However, you know, it was, however, what happened at Purim, yeah, we were on a very low level, and it was very, very dark. But there was one ingredient that we had. You know what the ingredient was? 
we had something which is called two words, Mesiras Nefesh. We were ready and willing to sacrifice our life to study Torah and do mitzvot. In other words, we weren't only willing to go on Mesiras Nefesh not to rebel against Hashem. Our observance of Torah and mitzvot were done in what way? Of Mesiras Nefesh. Who inspired us to this Mesiras Nefesh? Mordechai. So in other words, like this, Matan Torah was the beginning. Why? Hashem, the light was on for us. Hashem was revealed. Wonderful, we received the Torah. We're ready to do the mitzvot. But what happens by Purim? Purim, something totally different happened now. We basically went in Messiris Nefesh, inspired by, inspired by uh, Mordechai. So because it was inspired by Mordechai and we went in Messiris Nefesh, that's why it's called the Kibel HaYehudim, because now we accept it, because now it became our decision and we were willing to fight for it. We were willing to go in Messiris Nefesh for it. And this is the idea of Kasis Lamo'er. What does that mean? That when a person goes through Kasis, which means, think about the times of, of Purim, we were crushed, the light was off, it was Hashem, the shine wasn't shining for Hashem, it wasn't shining for us, but nevertheless, we were willing to go Kasis, we are broken, but we were willing to go on Messiris Nefesh, which means, what does that mean, we're willing to go on Messiris Nefesh? And Hitler explains, very, very important point. What does that mean, you're willing to go on Messiris Nefesh? It means like this. Normally, you live your life, okay, you live a quiet life. What happens when you push to the wall, and there's a decree you can't study Torah and do mitzvot. Why are you studying Torah and do mitzvot? What happened all of a sudden? You're getting fired up. Because we all know that within us, we have a neshama. And within the depth of the neshama is called the etzim neshama, the essence of the soul. And this essence of the soul is connected to the, to the infinite part of Hashem. And when this essence of the soul comes out, guess what? You will do whatever you have to do. So in other words, when the etzim and neshama comes out, we reach, what do we reach? We reach our essence. We reach our ma'ar, our source of the light. And then when we reach our source of the light, then we can reach the source of the light of Hashem. So in other words, like this, that kasis lamar means when we're crushed, we reach lamar, our source of our light, which is the essence of our neshama. And through that, we reach the essence of the light of Hashem. Now, so this is why in the Hasidic discourse it says that first he explains the idea of Raya Mehemda, which means Moshe Rabbeinu feeds our faith, that our faith should be what not abstract, but should be Pneem Yisrael. And then when faith is real, then the Etzim, et, then the, then the um, Kassas Lamar, when you're crushed, so it comes out and you start bringing out Yetzim and Hashem and you connect Hashem in the most people's way. Now, so now that we're speaking about the idea of faith, the idea of faith, so the Rebbe's now going to explain Kabbalistically what's this idea that we say we have faith, we believe in Hashem. I know it was like this. Generally speaking, Hashem gave us a brain, at least most of us, right? No, but He gave us all a brain. Whether we use it or not, that's our choice. It's the fact that He took it back. It okay, us. He gave us emotions, He gave us a lot of gifts, right? He gave us a lot of gifts. Hashem gave us a lot of gifts. Now, generally speaking, how do we operate life? Hopefully, we use our, use our brain. We think. We think things through. And we know that the God, the, the godly souls in our brain. So generally, we, th we, we think things through. Now, but then there's something higher than the intellect, which is called the moon of faith. Faith means, I believe in Hashem. I don't need logic. I don't need reasons. I don't need explanations. I'm going to do what Hashem asked me to do. Why? But the, 
No questions asked, whatever I ask, I'm ready to do. So the question is, where does this powerful idea come from, Emunah, that we're willing to do whatever Hashem asks us to do without any questions? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? And there'll be explaining like this. There's two reasons. One reason is, it's called Mazlayu Chazu. That's the Hebrew, the Hebrew Aramaic ter- terminology, and I'll explain what it means. It means like this. That means that every one of us have a neshama, which is in our body. That neshama that's in our body has a counterpart on high, in heaven. Now, like, I don't want to call them sisters, brothers, two halves of one whole, but every one of us have a neshama within us, and a neshama on high. Now, the neshama within us is in the body. So obviously it's stuck. It, 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 it doesn't have the same powers as the neshama on high. It's covered up with intellect, logic, confusion, all the, all the a lot of uh, limitations of the physical world. The neshama on high sees, sees the emes, the truth, and sees godliness. Now, so what happens like this? You're going through a struggle. Should I go the extra mile or not? You don't know. Why? Because we're living in a Elam Haza, we're living in a Gullus, and we don't necessarily know. But guess what? The Nasama in on high, does it know what you should do? Mm-hmm. Sure. There's no it's not in it's not in this world. There's no concealment. It knows exactly what you should do. So the Nashama on high knows. It says, hey, study, pray, do mitzvot, be nice, don't get distracted, don't get angry, don't get upset, be happy, right? All the great things. It's see, it's not even a question. So it sends a message down to your Nashama here. Be nice, study, pray, do what you have to, right? All the holy stuff. So the neshama down here doesn't see it. The neshama up there sees it. Remember, the neshama on high sees it. The neshama down doesn't see it, but it gets a message. What's the right thing to do? So what happens when it gets the message, it goes, I'm following, so to speak, my higher calling. So why am I following it? Not because I see it, not because I understand it, but because I'm getting a message from the other part of my neshama. That's called mazlayu chazu. My mazel on high seas. Now, is that something which is makif or pnimi? Makif. It's makif, exactly. Because you don't see it. You don't understand it. You don't feel it. But I got the message. So it's makif. I got this, like, message. Okay, I'm going to go with it. Explain it to me. Well, are you sure? It's the message I'm getting. It's called makif. I get it, but I can't, it's not internalized. So in other words, so one reason why we have faith is for one reason, one reason only, because mazlayu chazu. And when mazlayu chazu, boom, I'm going to do it, it's makif. Then there's another reason why we have faith. And this is much deeper. And that is because faith comes not from a thing on high, right within. You go deep within what do you have? We have a body. We have a neshama. But then we have deep within our neshama. See, our neshama can also be like a little distracted and have some gook on it. But our etzim neshama, the essence of the soul, is never touched. That's 100% pure. The problem is we're not always connected to it. But when you connect to your etzim neshama, it's 100% clear what the right thing to do is. To listen to Hashem, to pray, to study, to be nice, not to get angry, not to get upset, not to gossip. That's when Hashemah, it's, it's, it's 100% pure. Whatever purity on the purest level, that's the Etzim and Hashemah. So in other words, emuna faith, comes from where? Not from the first interpretation, comes on high, Chaza, it comes from the Etzim and Hashemah. That's where faith comes from. Now, so 
the, since the, the second level of Muna comes from Yetzirah Hashem, it's actually higher and deeper than Mazlai Chaza. And because it's connected to Hashem beyond logic, it's a atzmius connection, it's an essential connection. Now, so when, you're, so when you have faith, there could be two reasons why you have faith. You can have faith because you're getting a message from on high. Those, they're not like a contradiction, it's either one or the other. There's one reason we have faith, because we got a message from on high, it's market, okay, fine. Or, no, 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 my essence of my soul is telling me this is what Hashem wants me to do. You know what we say, do some soul searching? That's what it means. Get to your essence of your soul, and you'll know what the right thing to do is. You will know very clearly. Now, is that makif or primi? That's primi! Because you went deep in. You didn't go high. You went deep in, and you did some meditation. You did some thinking, and you said, no, no, this is what Hashem wants. That's primi. So again, so amuna could be based on mazlayu which is makif. Amuna could be based on your etzem hanashama, which is primi. Now, so based on this, let's recap. So how we recap the flow of the Hasidic discourse of the previous Rabbi. It goes like this. Moshe Rabbeinu, Vi'atad HaTzava. Moshe Rabbeinu helps us have faith. What type of faith? Not makif, where it comes from on high, but makif, the, the faith that comes beprimius from our essence. How does he do that? And this is very important. Moshe Rabbeinu, you know what he does? He reveals your etzim and neshama. Because etzem and Hashem, by default, if it's etzem, it's it's concealed, and really concealed. We have a lot, of, and we have to protect it because you want it to stay pure. So Moshe Rabbeinu somehow takes off the protection, and your etzem and Hashemah gets revealed. What happens once your etzem and Hashemah gets revealed? What happens now? Emuna is active. Now, when when Moshe Rabbeinu reveals your etzem and Hashemah, and you have a muna based on your etzem and Hashemah, so now your muna is even higher than Mazlai Chazu, and now you actually reached what? Your source. And in Hebrew, it's called Mo'er, the source of light, not Oyer. Oyer is the light. You reach the source of light. And that's why he explains the verse, Kasis la Mo'er, which means that when you get crushed and you're going through a challenge, in other words, when we're in exile, we have the power to reach our ma'ar, the essence of our light, the source of our light, because when our etzim and Hashem is revealed, then we're ready to go what? A mysterious nefesh. You got the flow? So Moshe inspires us to reveal our etzim and Hashem, the source of the light, and then we're willing to go mysterious nefesh, and it's done in a very powerful way because it's coming beprimius in a real way. Now, So now like this. So when we are ready to go on the serious nefesh, self-sacrifice, because our etzim and neshama got revealed, that's much higher than going than go, having faith because of mazlai chazu. Now, wh- why is that? The Rebbe explains like this. If your etzim and neshama gets revealed, so is that real? It's real. It's real. It's you and Hashem as one. So someone says, don't study Torah, don't do mitzvot. Are you capable of not studying in Torah and doing mitzvot if your etzim and Hashem is revealed? Yeah. Even if you're being threatened. It's not, no. This is my, this is, this is my life force. This is who I am. So once Moshe reveals your etzim and Hashem, you're going to go on a serious nefesh. What happens if your faith is based on Maslai Chazu? Hmm. And someone says, hey, you can't study Torah and do mitzvot, otherwise you're, da, da, da. 
Are you necessarily going to fight Mesiris Nefesh? Maybe not. Maybe not. Exactly. Maybe not. Very good. Maybe not. If your faith is based on Mazlayu Chazah, you're not necessarily going to go Mesiris Nefesh. But if your faith is based on the fact that your Etzim and Neshama comes out, you're going to go Mesiris Nefesh. Because once your essence is revealed, you can't rebel against Hashem. Now, so therefore the Rebbe says very simple. Moshe Rabbeinu and all the leaders in every generation strengthen our faith so that our Etzim and Neshama can come out and so that we can have Mesiris Nefesh or Torah Mitzvahs. Again, that's the job of starting with Moshe Rabbeinu. In every generation, there's a Moshe Rabbeinu. And what's the Moshe Rabbeinu's job? And that's why it's important to have a Rebbe. The Rebbe's job is to allow you to pull out the Etzim and Hashama. The Etzim and Hashama comes out. You will go on Mesiris Nefesh to study Torah and do Mitzvot. Very, very important. And that's why it's important to have a Rebbe. Now, in Chassidus explains, how does Moshe Rabbeinu go about doing that? So Chassidus success is very, very simple. We all know in the Sefirot, there's Chabad, Chachma, Bina, Das, in the intellectual Sefirot. Chachma is intellect, Bina is wisdom. Das is the power to really connect intellectually. So Moshe Rabbeinu feeds us Das. Chachma, Bina, specifically Das, the part, the application of connecting. Connecting to what? Connecting in Hashem. And this connection to Hashem should be done in a premiistic way, and therefore he causes the moon to be premius. So again, so how does Moshe Rabbeinu bring out our Etzim and Neshama? By teaching us Das, who used the idea of Das in Alakus, and then that's how he brings out the Amunah to be premius. Now, that is who Moshe Rabbeinu, because as a matter of fact, Moshe Rabbeinu's generation was called what we all know, Deir, a generation of Deir. He developed their Das, that the Das, the, um, the uh, intellect component of Das, should be connected with Al-Kus, and through that we had a moon, and therefore we were able, we were able to go, we were able to go on, in, in, on Messiris, if we, had, if we had to. That's how we had, we had to go on Messiris, and Messiris, and Messiris, but the Amunah was there. But the Rabbi says, all leaders after Moshe Rabbeinu, they strengthened our faith, and as they brought out our Etzin and Hashem, that we should have faith, not only that we should have Das in Al-Kus, but more importantly, that we should be willing and ready to do what? To go on Mesiris Nefesh. Now, so in other words, like this. So there he says, the main purpose of a Raya Mehemda, which again, Raya Mehemda means someone that feeds our faith, is to feed that our Etzim and Neshama should come out and we should have a Muna from the Etzim and Neshama. In other words, it's not enough to have a Muna Mitzat Mazlai Yechazu. Because it's not going to be in Das like Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not going to be Panimius. And more important, you're not going to go on Messias Nefesh. So Moshe Rabbeinu's job was through the fact that he gave us Amuna, that should be Panimius with Das, through Etzim and Hashama. That's what he accomplished. That means he revealed our Etzim and Hashama. We, we had a faith, and it was the Panimius through the Dalavel of Das. All the future leaders, they inspire us that our Etzim and Hashama should bring out our faith. Which will cause us to go what on mysterious nefesh, and so in a certain level, future generation, future leaders after Moshe Rabbeinu brought out a much stronger level. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was almost an abstract level. Das belikus. Future generations, all the leaders caused us to have a muna that we were willing and ready to go what on mysterious nefesh. Now, there he brings out. It's interesting is that, uh, again, we're celebrating Purim, and again, this discourse is based on the discourse of the previous survey that spoke about Purim. So everybody says like this, that what's interesting is that when it came to the holiday of Purim, 
all the Jewish people went on Messias Nefesh to Mitzvah. Think about this. In the times of Purim, every single Jew was inspired by Mordechai to bring out his Etzim and Hashama, which means he was able to go on, he had faith, up to the point he's waiting to go on Messias Nefesh to Mitzvah. Every single Jew got together in public and, and did Mitzvot and prayed and studied and all those things. Hanukkah we know, that we just celebrated. Hanukkah, the only ones that went on Messias Nefesh are who? Matasio Banov. That's it. Not all the Jewish people. And therefore, the Rebbe says, that's why it says that Mordechai, in his generation, was equal to Moshe Rabbeinu in his generation. In other words, even though in every generation there's a leader like Moshe Rabbeinu, but nevertheless, there's something unique about Mordechai, because in every generation, not every leader inspired everybody. This one had this group of Chassidim, this group, this community, that community. What was unique about Mordechai, that he inspired everybody. All Jew, he inspired everyone, which is very, very unique. It's unprecedented. And that's why Mordechai was compared to Moshe Rabbeinu. Again, Moshe Rabbeinu did it in a way where Das, the Jewish people were connected to Amunah, faith with Das. But Mordechai affected within us to have real hands-on mysterious nefesh. And the Rebbe says, it's interesting that the, this the fact that the, that the, the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, brings us in this discourse, this unique thing about Mordechai, because obviously he saw it within himself. So he basically was saying it upon himself, that he, in his time, was basically inspiring all of Klai Yisrael to go on Messias Nefesh, because even though we know there's the decrees and times of the previous Rebbe's times, not to study Torah, not to do mitzvot, and he went on Messias Nefesh, he inspired everyone to go on Messias Nefesh, so he was on a certain level like, like, like um, Mordechai in his times. Now, so based on, based on the, the Hasidic discourse, so we're going to do a recap again, in the mind Rebbe explains again, that... The, so the flow was like this. The Atatatzava. What does that mean? Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Jewish people with Hashem. Now, how does Moshe Rabbeinu connect the Jewish... Till now, the beginning simple verse was, Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Jewish people with Hashem. How? And the way he connects them to Hashem is by, very simple, by feeding and supporting the faith in Hashem. Now, that was Moshe Rabbeinu. All future leaders, which we know, we spoosh the Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu, there's a, there's, a, there's a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation. Every generation is a Jewish leader. So all Jewish leaders um, strengthen our faith, just like Mordechai, that strengthen the faith that we should be able to stand strong, Mesiris Nefesh, when it came to Torah Mitzvot. So therefore he explains, Kasis Lamar means crushed, to, to the source, that in every generation, the Moshe Rabbeinu in our generation inspire us, inspires us to go on mysterious nefesh, self-sacrifice, um, which means to bring out the Etzim and Hashama, which brings out our Ma'ar, the source of our powerful light. Now, and then the Rebbe says, we have to understand, one second, but the simple meaning is that we brought the oil to Moshe Rabbeinu. It means we brought light to, what does that mean we brought light to Moshe Rabbeinu? The fact is, Moshe Rabbeinu is inspiring us, it comes out, to have faith. But on the other hand, the verse says that we basically brought back, what do we, what do we bring back to Moshe Rabbeinu? So the Rebbe goes on to say, and he says like this, he finds something very, very powerful and very, very interesting. And that's as follows. It's what does it say, what does it say in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Megillah story? The Kibel HaYehudim, that the Jewish people accepted We already had this verse before. It means whatever we started to do when in Mount Sinai was only a beginning. Now, Vikibel, now we accepted it. So when, did, when, when were they Makabal? 
So seemingly, the simple thing was, after the miracle, wow, you're saved. So then, Bekeba, we accepted it. In other words, it means they were, they, they were Mechabal what? After the story of Purim, they were Mechabal it. Shabbi said the truth is that there's two, there's two levels to it. In other words, like this. On one hand, we explained that it's referring to when that they did it through Messias Nefesh. But the simple verse is that they did it afterwards. Rebbe explains like this, that there's two, things, there's two different levels, depths, to Bekebel, which happened in the times of Purim, versus what happened in Matan Torah. So again, in Matan Torah, it was a chel. What does that mean? Hashem revealed himself. Wow. Okay, we got it. What did we do on our part? Nothing. Obviously, we accepted it, but it wasn't that we caused it to happen. Hashem revealed himself and gave us the Torah. What happened in Purim, there was a Vakibel. We, we said, no, we're willing to go mysterious nefesh. We're accepting what Hashem wants. So the Rebbe explains like this. The first Kabbalah, the first accepting uh, was during the decree. Like during the decree, you can't study Torah, you can't do mitzvot. And we went in mysterious nefesh. Again, based on the way the Rebbe explains it, through our Amun that came out, Etzel and Shama came out. And we were Makabal to do it during the decree. The second Vakibel was after the decree was over, and with life is good, we had light, we had happiness, everything is, so to speak, back to normal, even better, better than back to normal, because the Megillah says that the, um, um, uh, Achashreus gave Esther the, the, you know, the, the, his house and all the gifts, and I mean, life was great. So but what happened was, even after, when everything was great, guess what? Then there was a Vakibal over there also, which that Vikibel is even stronger than the times of the decree. And we'll soon see the Rebbe's going to explain why it's even stronger, why it's stronger after the decree. Seemingly, when you're going in mysterious terms, I can't study, I'm willing to study, that's strong. That's strong. Why are we saying that after the decree is over, then it's even stronger? And the Rebbe explains like this, that, because um, we say like this, that we said in the verse, it says, Kasis Lamar, which means that when we're crushed in the times of Galus, we're able to achieve and reach the level of Mar. Right? So there's two ideas where he explains. Kasis Lamar means as follows. Kasis means when we're crushed. What does that mean, crushed? When there's decrees on the Jewish people, you can't study Torah, you can't do mitzvot, and we go on mysterious nefesh, then we connect to what? Lamar. Then we connect to the source of light. That's the first interpretation. Kasis, while we're being crushed, while we're being oppressed, and we can't study Torah, we can't do mitzvot, then what happens is we, re we reach the mar, the source of light. That's one opinion. That's one level. The second level is, no, no, no. When life is great, and we have our chava, plentiful, begashmios, materially, beruchnius, spiritually, we have everything we need. But guess what? So what's the problem? But we're broken. Why are you broken? Because we're broken because we're in exile. In other words, just like Purim, after the war was over and everything is good, guess what? They were crushed. Why? Because guess what? Hashem is not totally revealed. And then when you're crushed, when life is great, then you reach even deeper into the Mar. So the Krebi asked a simple question. One second. What are we saying? What we're saying is that there's a Kabbalah that took place during the, during the, during, during the uh, decree. There's a Kabbalah which is afterwards. Kassis, there's a brokenness which happens when we don't have. And then there's a Kassis when we do have. Everybody says, what are, you, what are you broken about? 
The Kriya is over. You can study Torah. You can do mitzvot. You have everything you need, Begashmis. You have a roof over your head. You have all the luxuries of life. Like, so what are you, what are you broken about? And here is, this is a very, very important part of the Hasidic discourse. And everybody says like this. Because the real Ratzon Hashem, pay attention, very, because it's a whole different level. The real Ratzon Hashem is, the real will that we have is, we have one Ratzon. What's the will of a Jew? What is our Ratzon? What is our will? That we want Hashem to reveal in our life. Now, it's not that we want Hashem, okay, very, very nice. You want something, if you don't get it, you don't get it. No, no. We want, want is a very deep part of us. We want Hashem to be revealed in our life. Because when Hashem is revealed, guess what? Now, look at that smile. Now we're living. So what do we want? We want Hashem to be concealed or revealed? We want Hashem to be revealed. Now, the fa- this that we want Hashem to reveal is not just a desire we have. It's important to us, not because it's a want or it's a need, all these fancy terminologies. No, because it's important to my essence. I am not complete. I am not in a good place. I'm not safe. I'm not secure until Hashem is revealed. Again, extremely important. There's a whole different notch. We're going up a notch, several notches. The rot sign of every single person is that Hashem should be revealed. So if Hashem is not revealed, and guess what? I can learn Torah. I can do mitzvot. I can pray. Materially, I have everything. Spiritually, I have everything. Life is good. But guess what? Is Hashem revealed? No. So am I going to sit there? Okay, you know what? Life is good. No! If Hashem is not revealed, I am broken. Because I want Hashem to be revealed. I like, I get it. We pray and we study and we have our friends and we have what to eat and we have... Everything is good. We're comfortable. But Hashem is not revealed. If Hashem is not revealed, I'm not complete. And I am broken because of that. Why? Because my essence is not not being fulfilled. There's There's an emptiness. There's a black hole there. So the brokenness comes from, not because... Someone said I could. And so that's, that's all external, smokes and mirrors. The real thing, I want Hashem to be revealed. Now, what happens if Hashem... The people are right. Hashem is revealed to me. I see Hashem. Right? Are you happy now? Seemingly, yes. There is a no, 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 no. Why? Let's say you have everything. And then I'm going to add on to it, Hashem is revealed to you. Right? Hashem is revealed to you. Okay, seemingly life is great, but guess what? Everybody says like this. If Hashem is revealed to you and not revealed to him or her, yeah. and there's a place in the world where Hashem is not revealed, no. guess what? The revelation you have is not complete. Because if the infinite light, this is an important point, if the infinite light of Hashem was revealed, the infinite light, it would be all over. So if, if there's a place where... The, the, Hashem is not revealed, that means, that means it's not the infinite light. It's still a finite light. Think about it. If there's a place where the infinite light is not felt, that means that the light that you have is not infinite. So because the infinite light is not revealed to me, and even though I think it's revealed to me, it's really not, because there's places there isn't, so obviously it's not, and therefore I'm broken. <clears throat> like the altar quotes from the Zohar, and the Zohar says that if one tzaddik 
pretty powerful piece of Zohar. If one Sadiq did complete tshuva, complete repentance, they will draw down the most powerful, infinite light in a revealed way all over. Think about that. So until that happens, guess what? It's not here. Because once the infinite light is revealed, we're all out of here. We're all connected to the infinite light. Is it a constant? Would it be a constant light? Once, once it happens, it's here. Once it's happened, push down the AC. Once, it hap- once it's happened, it's revealed. It's revealed. Now, so like for example, if the infinite light is not revealed, if it's not revealed, then we are on a level of cussus. We're broken. And the, the, the Rebbe quotes from the Arizal, and the Arizal says like this. You push it down? Yeah, the, the, the Arizal says like this. That choyle, means in he, Hebrew word for sick. Sick in Hebrew is choyle. Choyle is spelled ches, vav, lamed, hey. How much is the ches, vav, lamed, hey? Eight and six is? Lamed is 30. And hey is how much? Eight, six, thirty, and five. Is how much? Forty-nine. Forty-nine. It's forty-nine. What does that mean? Why, so why is a person sick? Because very simple. Because you know there's 50 levels of Bina. There's 50 levels of understanding. If you only reach 49, one, two, you 49 levels of understanding. You got 49. You don't have the 50th, you're sick. Why? Because 50 is, is the mark. And if you had 49, you didn't pass. So chayla is the numerical value for it. It means... If life is great, we we can learn Torah, we can do mitzvot, we can pray, and we have everything we need. And let's even say Hashem is revealed. But if there's a place in the world where Hashem is not revealed, guess what? He's not revealed, and we don't have it. We're just like the sick person that has 49 levels, but he didn't reach the 50th level. We all know that there's a famous line from the Alter Rebbe that the Tzemach Tzedek heard from the Alter Rebbe, and the author would say it many, many times, and he would say like this. He would say like this. I don't want your Ganadin. Ganadin! Garden of Eden. Oh, I don't want it. I don't want the world to come. Think about it. Can you imagine someone saying, here's Ganadin, right? Look, what you want. The author said, I don't want Ganadin, Garden of Eden. I don't want the world to come. You know what I want? I want you. I want you, Hashem himself. In other words, in other words, what does he want? He wants Hashem. No, because Ganadin is a level. Ganadin is a level. World to come is a level. I want you. You is beyond levels. So if you don't have you, if you don't have Hashem himself, we're broken. If we don't have the you, the revelation of Hashem himself, we're broken. Because what do we want? We want Hashem himself. You, you, Elaine. Exactly. We want you, Hashem himself. As a matter of fact, we pray every single day in our prayers. What do we say? Three times a day. We say, We want to have Giloi Elikos. We want Giliatsus, we want Hashem Himself, Hashem Himself to reveal Himself to us. Um, so another like this. So when we are broken, why? Not because, God forbid, someone's not letting me study Torah and do mitzvot, but because Hashem is not revealed, we're in Galos. Then we reach what? We reach the Ma'ar, the Ma'ar of Hashem, because we want you, Hashem, but we also reach our etzim and Hashem, we read the etzim of our soul, which basically is the atzmi, is the essence connection with Hashem. So notice what the Rebbe is saying is that when you're broken because you can't say to fine, 
But when do you really reach your essence? When you reach the level what bothers you that Hashem is not revealed. <clears throat> in other words, like this. You're explaining in simple terms that the ma'or of the neshama, that means the source of light within our, our, our soul, that's revealed because we're broken, that we're in Gullus, and Hashem is not revealed, is much higher than the source within our soul that's revealed because of going on Messiris Nefesh. You got it? So when you go on Messiris Nefesh, yes, the essence of your soul is revealed, but what level of the essence? Not necessarily the deepest. But when you're really bothered because Hashem is not revealed, what's really bothered, then the ma'or, the source of the light of your neshama comes out in the most powerful way. Now, and the Rebbe explains it. What, what, so why is that so? Why is that so? Like, how come when you're just bothering Hashem is not revealed, the most deep parts comes out? The Rebbe explains it like this. Why is, why is when Hashem came down, Mount Sinai, we were on a very high level. Hashem is revealed. And that's only the beginning. Why is it only the beginning? Why is it only the beginning? And the answer is very simple. Do you know why it's the beginning? Because the reason why we were on a high, because Hashem revealed himself, there's a reason. Why is the beginning? Because it's the only reason why we connect to Hashem is because of the reason. Hashem revealed himself. Hashem didn't reveal us that we wouldn't be. It's not an essence connection. Right? Now, on the other hand, in the times of Achashverosh, why was this Kiblu? Because their Etzim and Hashemah came out. It was an essential connection came out. So the Rebbe's going to explain now, more specifically, that when the Etzim and Hashemah gets revealed, there's two levels the way the Etzim and Hashemah gets revealed. So now we're going into the Etzim, when it gets revealed, there's two levels. One is, so what happened, the Rebbe explains it this. The first level, when your Etzim and Hashemah gets revealed, the first level is, for example, that... Um, Let's say, for example, someone comes to you and says, hey, you can't study Torah and do mitzvot. I mean, someone of authority. And you say, no, 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 I am studying Torah and doing mitzvot. So 100%, you're going on mysterious nefesh. You're going on mysterious nefesh. But what happens when you go on that mysterious nefesh, um, in action, in your garments, thought, speech, and action, you're going to study, you're going to pray, do the mitzvot. But the question is that it really changed you as a human being. And the answer is, when you're going on Messiah's stuff, it doesn't necessarily change you as a human being. And everybody gives, for example, a proof. Look at the time when the Jewish people were, were in Gaulus, whether it's uh, any period of history, and they were oppressed. They couldn't study Torah to mitzvot. They said, no, we're going to study. And they went and self-sacrificed with studying Torah to mitzvot. What happens when the fire was over? Guess what? They forgot about God. Oh, yeah. Why? They went to Messiah's Nefesh. Because the answer is the Messiah's Nefesh affected them in a way, in a certain way, true, it pulled out the Etzim and Hashama, but the Etzim and Hashama only affected their external powers. That means they studied, they prayed, they did mitzvot. But as a human being, they didn't change. Then, what, so that's one level. But what happens when it bothers you that Hashem is not revealed? That shakes you not only externally, because externally life is great. What's really shooken up now is my internally. I don't see and feel Hashem is revealed. I, life is good. Yeah, that's true. I'm very comfortable externally. But my Etzim and Hashem is not, not comfortable. So in other words, when the Etzim and Hashem is bothered because Hashem is not revealed, that affects me as a human being. 
And that affects why? Because my, my etzim and Hashem is connected with the etzim of Hashem. And when the atzim of Hashem we know is so powerful, but it's not shining in this world, that affects my etzim and Hashem. So in others like this, just to, to, to clarify what they're saying is like this. When a person goes in mysterious nefesh, and again, your etzim and Hashem comes out, but if you're doing it because of mysterious nefesh, Okay, fine, so there's a reason, just like the reason by Matan, by Matan Torah is only a reason why we did it. So after the, the fire is over, guess what? Life is back to usual, and maybe even worse. But what's really bothering you, what's really bothering you is Hashem, so even after the challenge is over, guess what? You're a changed person. Because what really you want is you want Hashem to be revealed. Now, what happens is like this. So based on the survey explains like this. So what happens? So Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Bnei Yisrael to Hashem. What does that mean? He connects our etzim and Hashem to the etzim of Hashem. And that makes Moshe Rabbeinu on a higher level. Like we bring the light to Moshe Rabbeinu. And others like this. Moshe Rabbeinu inspires us that Amunah shouldn't just be from the Neshama level on high, but it actually should be from the essence of our soul. So what happens like this, so, you know, we said before, after the tzava, tzava comes from actually connecting, so it goes even deeper. Because what happens is, when, you, when you're living from your etzim and neshama, what's going to bother you? Where's Hashem? Hashem is not revealed. Now, which part of your neshama are you getting to? The essence of your soul. When you're getting to the essence of your soul, from the essence of the soul, when you're connecting to your essence of your soul, you know what happens then? Now you're connecting to everyone's, to everyone. Because when you're living externally, so there's me and there's you. But when you're connecting to the essence of the soul, the essence of the soul comes from Hashem, and everybody's essence is the same. So the tzava comes, tzav said, not only you're connecting with Hashem, you're actually able to connect with every single individual. As you go deeper within, in deeper within, all our, all, it's, all, it's all one. And what happens is it not only unifies all our souls together, but the deeper you go, it actually unifies our bodies together. Because the body is only an external thing. You're able to see beyond it. And you're able to, able to create what? True unity. Um, and so, what, so as we go to the essence of our soul, we actually connect our essence of our soul to what? To atzmos, to the essence of Hashem. Now that's really powerful because you're able to connect yourself to the atzmos of Hashem. Saying, Hashem, hey, I want you yourself to be revealed there. And that's why Derby explains very, very powerful. What was the question we asked in the beginning of this course? Hakam it says ner tamid. Why doesn't it say me erevat boiker? And Derby explains very, very simple. Because what's the difference between erev boiker? Erev means when it's evening. What does evening mean when it's dark? What happens when it's dark spiritually? Then you're going mysterious nefesh. What happens when it's boiker? When the light is on, are you going mysterious nefesh? No, life is good. So the goal of the first verse is that you should bring out your etzim and neshama. When your etzim and neshama comes out, there's not a difference between mysterious nefesh at night and by day when life is good. Then it's ner tamid. If you bring out your etzim and neshama, you're always connected to Hashem, whether it's dark or it's light. And that's the goal, that it should be ner tamid. And that's why it says kasis lamar. Because when a person is kasis, when a person is broken, why? Because Hashem is not revealed. You reach lamar, your source. You reach the source of Hashem, and that's the Yichwe Lecha. You bring that to Moshe, the most powerful part of you, the most powerful part of Hashem, and that creates the greatest revelation, elevation in Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, the simple meaning of the verse is that what? Again, 
To recap, the simple meaning of the verse is the At the Rabbeinu was commanded by God to, to, to tell us to bring the oil to him. What does that mean spiritually? That Moshe Rabbeinu's job is to empower us and to give us strength to do what we have to do. Because the fact that it's not an easy job to bring out at some of we should want Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu is empowered to do that. And Rabbi says in every generation, there's a leader that his job is to awaken us, that we should have faith in the essence of our soul. And we should bring out our essence of our soul to do our work when? Ne'er tamid. We should always, our etzim and neshama should always be on fire. And that will affect us every part of the day. And Rabbi says that through our voidah, that we do our work, that we're constantly working to bring out Etzim and Hashoma, and have, uh, have Amuna, have faith, not only from a serious nefesh when life is, is challenging, but also in a revealed way, we will merit the true and cre- complete redemption that Hashem will reveal all over, and we will bring the oil and the light of the Merorah in the third temple through Mashiach, Bekar of Mamish. So I just want to finish off that you see this is a very, very powerful discourse. And as we mentioned in the beginning of the class, this discourse was given over by the Rebbe, the last Hasidic discourse that the Rebbe gave men, women, and children, which is not only just a, a tangible gift, but it's really a spiritual gift and a spiritual message. And the message is that Baruch Hashem in every generation, there's a Rebbe, there's a leader that inspires us and, and motivates us that we should live from the essence of our soul. We should live a life of faith. And life of faith, when, when our etzim and our comes out, we're living in the highest level. And really what should bother us, and again, this is key, this is literally, it could change your whole life around. It shouldn't bother you, you could and you can't. You really should bother, go for the gold. The gold is you want Hashem revealed. Not only revealed from my, spirit, my specific need that I have, we want Hashem to be revealed in the world. Because when we have, when we have Mitzvah Hashem revealed totally for everybody, then we'll have the true light, and then we'll have the true happiness. I mean, Mitzvah Hashem will happen very soon, but at least till then, as long as we're living from a place of Etzim and Hashem, guess what? You can get along with everybody, because really we're all one from the Etzim, and we'll have the power we need to, to continue to bring light in this world. And again, hopefully we'll all merit to the great light, as the Rebbe says, to bring the light to Moshe Rabbeinu, we'll light up the base of Migdash, and we'll all have all great and beautiful blessings in our life. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.